0: So, Blossom by John Denne Little thinkest thou, poor flower, Whom I have washed six or seven days, And seen thy birth, and seen what every hour, Gave to thy growth, thee to this height to raise, And now dost laugh and triumph on this bough, Little thinkest thou, That it will freeze anon end, and that I shall tomorrow Find thee fallen or not at all. Little thinkest thou, poor heart that laborest yet to nizzle thee, and thinkest by hovering here to get a path in a forbidden or forbidding tree, and hopest her stiffness by long siege to bow, little thinkest thou that thou tomorrow ere oh, the sun doth wake must with the sun and me a journey take. But thou, which lovest to be, subtle to plague thyself, will say, Alas, if you must go, what's that to me? Here lies my business, and here I will stay. You go to friends, whose love and means present various content, to your eyes, ears, and taste, and every part if then your body go what need your heart well then stay here but know what thou has stayed and done thy most a naked thinking heart that makes no show is to a woman but a kind of ghost how shall she know my heart or having none know thee for one practice may make her know some other path, but take my word, she doth not know a heart. Meet me in London, then, twenty days, hence, and thou shalt see me fresher and more fat by being with me, than if I had stayed still with her and thee. For God's sake, if you can, be you so too, I will give you these to another front, whom we shall find as glad to have my body as my mind. So, blossom. What is blossom? Flower. Flower symbolically represents. Flower, rose flower. Allow affection. So, here he is addressing her beloved. So little thinkest thou poor flower. Poor flower signifies his love towards beloved. So you might not think. Who might have watched six or seven days and seen thy birth and seen what every hour gave to thy growth, thee to this height to raise and now does laugh and triumph on this bow Little thingest thou that will freeze anon and that I shall tomorrow find thee fallen and not at all. So what is he saying? Little thingest thou poor flower whom I have washed six or seven days. For some days I have watching your growth. That is, I am identifying my love towards you for some days and seeing thy birth. And seen what every year from the birth means from the beginning itself. From the initial stage itself, I am watching all these things. And seen what every hour gave to thy growth. Every minute I am watching you, or every minute I am identifying your love. Till now, I am loving you. Gave to thy growth thee to this height to raise. So, in the initial stage, from the bud to the blossom, that is beginning. Till uh, it blooms in uh, full swing. So thee to this high to raise. Now you are full blown. And now this love and triumph on this bow. So now you are standing with high heavy pride. Or uh, you are in a prideful attitude. You are not at all minding me. But I am still loving you. Little as thou that it will freeze and and that i shall tomorrow find thee fallen or not at all so you are not thinking what are no, not thinking that tomorrow you may be destroyed or tomorrow you will be fallen you are now you are in full bloom stage but uh, you are in a prideful position you are not at all giving any uh, favorable uh, reply to me you are in a prideful position And you might may be destroyed due to the snow and and I shall tomorrow find thee fallen and I will saw you fallen. That is uh, tomorrow or in the coming days you will lose your beauty, your youth and beauty uh, or not at all. So little thinkest thou poor flower. You are not thinking poor flower he is addressing here. That is it signifies his love towards the beloved. Whom I have watched six or seven days and seen thy birth and seen what every hour gave to thy growth, thee to this height raise, and now does laugh and triumph on this bow. So you are still laughing, and that is it shows her pride. Your pride because you think that you are very beauty and you are prideful in your this beautiful position. And now does laugh and triumph on this bow. Little fingers, thou, little here is negative, that it will freeze, and that I shall tomorrow find you fallen or not at all. So uh, here the poet addresses his beloved as a poor flower. Flower is uh, the symbolical representation of love towards his beloved, and he says that he has been watching the growth of her youth and beauty for some days. So for the last six or seven days, he is watching uh, her youth and beauty or uh, he is watching from the initial stage. From our blossom, beginning stage model up to the full-blown flower, that is from the initial stage, he is loving, shows her deep love, his deep love. So the youth and beauty for six or seven days, that is for sometimes past. And seeing thy birth and seen what every hour gave to dry wood. He has seen the birth of her youth and beauty. And it continued to grow every day. That is day by day. Each hour the flower is blooming. Or after some days it is in a full blown position. That is it signifies the uh, whole glory of her beloved. That is uh, the youthful stage. In youth everybody is very beautiful. So uh, it shows his intense Uh, Love towards her, his beloved. So today proud of her uh, youth and beauty. She is triumphant like a beautiful uh, flower. She thinks that uh, she is the most beautiful woman. Shows he is prideful in her position. It shows the pride of her, her, his beloved. She is triumphant like a beautiful flower standing high on its stalk. She does not realize that the beauty is short-lived. Time will soon destroy her beauty as a flower is killed by frost and snow. So, this beauty or the youth and beauty it is short-lived. It is not recognized by his beloved. Little thing is now that it will freeze and end. That is, time will destroy this beauty and youth of his beloved. Beloved, but she is in a prideful position. She thinks that it will uh, remain forever. Uh, she is not at all minding uh, the poet, or he, she is not accepting the love of the poet. Soon the poet will find her youth and beauty and fallen in pieces as. The petals of a full-grown flower fall to the ground and all its beauty is no more. So, the beauty of this flower or the beauty, youth and beauty of this uh, beloved is only short-lived. So, little fingers, love, you are not at all thingy, poor flower, all my love, whom I have watched six or seven days. So, for the last few days, I am watching you, I am uh, caring you that uh, you are in a very beautiful, uh, beautiful position, that is, uh, you are in its full bloom position, uh, the youth and beauty, but it is short-lived, that you have to accept, and seen thy birth, and seen what every hour gave to thy growth, from birth, from the initial stage also, I am watching you, you are blooming, 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 so it is in like, a full position, it is in its peak, so this that is in his uh, extreme beautiful stage, youth and beauty. It is short lived but you are ignoring that after some days or after some day you will lose your beauty, youth and beauty. So and you think that you are, you will be beautiful forever. So it is the reason for her pride. And seeing thy birth and seen what every hour gave to thy growth. The to these height to rise. So you are in its utmost position. You think that you are the most beautiful. So it is the reason for her pride. And now does laugh and triumph on this way. You are laughing, you are enjoying the happiness. You think that you are in this uh, utmost position or in this beautiful stage. And you are uh, triumphant like uh, anything else. Or you are like a very beautiful flower. But the beauty is only short-lived. Time will destroy your youth and beauty. Little thinkest thou that it will freeze end and that I shall tomorrow find thee fallen. So time will destroy your youth and beauty. You will be destroyed by the frost and snow. It is only short lived. That I shall tomorrow find thee fallen. I shall see you. That you will lose your beauty after some time. It is only short lived. Like, uh, like the petals of a flower fallen in the ground, you will lose your beauty and not at all so little thinkest thou poor flower whom I have watched six or seven days and seen thy birth and seen what every hour gave to thy growth thee to these height to raise you are in this extreme heightful position that is in a prideful position that is why you are pride you are showing this pride you are not at all minding my love not at all caring me so, and now this love and triumph on this bow, little thinkest thou, that I, it will freeze an end, that I shall tomorrow find thee fallen, or not at all, Little thinkest thou, poor heart, that labourest yet to nestle thee, and thinkest by hovering here to get a path in a forbidden or a forbidding tree, and hopest her stiffness by long to bow, Little thinkest thou that thou tomorrow uh, the sun doth wake, must with the sun and me a journey take. So little thinkest thou poor heart. Next he is addressing his heart. First stanza he, ad- uh, he is addressing the poor flower of his beloved. Now he is a- to his heart. So heart symbolically represents the seat of seat of love and affection. So little fingers, thou poor heart, the poet now addresses to his heart and says that it is in vain for it to hover around his beloved and in this way try to secure a resting place in her love and affection. So it is in vain that I am trying to get her love. There is no use hovering around her. So it is in vain. Little fingers, thou poor heart, that laborist yet to nestle thee. nestle thee means to find rest and security in the love of the beloved. It is of no use. I am trying in vain. She is not at all caring me. So to find rest and security in the love of the beloved. Like a bird does it to its nest. So uh, he wants her love but she is in a prideful position that she is not at all caring the love of the poet. It will never succeed in his efforts, for she is both a forbidden and forbidding tree. Here, forbidden tree means she is uh, the wife of another person. Forbidden means she is the wife of another, and forbidding means she has rejected the advances of the poet. She has rejected the love of the poet. So, little fingers, thou poor heart. Oh my love, you never think of that. That laborest yet to nuzzle thee. I am trying hard to get your love. But I am. I know I am trying in vain. And thinkest by hovering to get a path. Hovering means uh, remaining in a stillful posture. Like a bird hovering in the sky. I am trying hard to get your love. But I know it is in vain. In a forbidden or forbidding tree. Forbidden here means you are Somebody else's wife. And forbidding means she has rejected the advances of the poet. So it is wrong to suppose that her stiffness, that is, scorn and contempt, can be overcome by long and patient lovemaking. So uh, till now, uh, the poet is expecting her love, that is, to, through his patience. He thinks that the poet thinks that after some day, maybe. He, she will accept his love, and hopeless her stiffness by long siege to bow. So she is in a very proudful pride position, that is uh, in its utmost beauty, true youth and beautiful position. And she is not thinking that this uh, the time will destroy her youth and beauty. So here the poet says that uh, he will wait, he will patiently wait for her love. And hopest her stiffness. Stiffness means unwillingness of the beloved to love him. By long siege to bow. That is he will continue love making. He will continue his love towards her, his beloved. Hoping that in some uh, day she will uh, return it. So little thinkest thou poor heart that laborest yet to nestle thee and thinkest by hovering here to get a part, that is uh, to receive a part of her love in a forbidden or forbidding tree, and hopest her still hoping, the poet is still hoping that she will change her unwilling attitude towards him by long siege to bow. Little thinkest thou that thou tomorrow, or the sun. That wake, must with the sun and me a journey take. That is tomorrow. Before she is awake, the poet will start on his journey and his heart will have to go with him. Here, uh, sun, it is in the form of part In the first line, uh, he is, the poet is addressing his beloved poet's beloved, that is the sun, here the sun death wake, that is uh, he is addressing his beloved and must with the sun, there he represents the sun who uh, rises in east and west, that is the sun which causes day and night, that is it shows the hope and hopelessness of the poet and uh, the poet thinks that at some point of view surely she will reciprocate, his, her love. So little fingers thou poor heart that laborest yet she nestled thee. She is still hoping. Actually he knows that he is trying hard in wait. Will be of no use. But till now uh, she is, uh, he is waiting for his beloved. And thingest by hovering here to get And still remaining in this uh, stern position. She, he is very determined that she will love her. Allow him in a forbidden or forbidding tree, whether he is the wife of another that is forbidden and forbidding means uh, she is rejecting uh, the advances of the or the love of the poet and hope her stiffness, still hoping to change the unwilling attitude of her love by long siege to bow that is he will continue love making love making. Whenever she is willing to love him. Little thinkest thou that thou tomorrow, ere the sun doth wake, Before she arrives, Must with the sun and me a journey take. I will continue my journey. I will continue my journey with the sun. So little thinkest thou, Poor flower, Whom I have washed six or seven days, And seen thy birth, and seen what every hour that gave to thy growth thee to this height to raise, and now dost laugh and triumph on this bow. Little thinkest thou that it will freeze an end, and that I shall tomorrow find thee fallen or not at all. Little thinkest thou, poor heart, that laborest yet to thee, and thinkest. By hovering here to get a part in a forbidden or forbidding tree, and hopest her stiffness by long siege to bow, little thinkest thou that thou, tomorrow, ere the sun doth wake, must with the sun and me a journey take. Third stanza But thou, which lovest to be subtle to plague thyself, wilt say alas if you must go what's that to me here lies my business and here I will stay you go to friends whose love and means present various content to your eyes ears and taste and every part if then your body go what need your heart so but thou which lovers to be Subtle to plague thyself. That is uh, the self-torture. The poet is uh, torturing himself. That is the poet's heart which devises subtle means of self-torture. Replies to the poet. And even if the poet goes away, it does not make much difference to the poet's heart. That is, uh, till now, even if he goes away, he... Will continue to love her. And it is determined to stay behind and continue its love making. And the poet will have no need of the heart, for elsewhere he would find new friends who will provide him with full sensuous gratification. So but thou which lovest to be subtle to plague thyself. So, if you, uh, you are rejecting my advances, you are rejecting my love, but, uh, but even if I go away, I will continue my love towards you. And he is devising uh, various ways to torture himself. But thou, which lovest to be subtle to plague thyself, alas, if you must go, what's that to me? If you are denying my love, then I don't care. but what, what does it mean to me? It doesn't make any sense or any change to my heart. I I am determined. I am determined to love you. Alas, if you must go, what's that to me? Here lies my business and here I will stay. So my business or my aim is to love you and I will continue my love towards you. And here I will stay. I am determined to stay here. You go to friends whose love and means presents various kinds. Sometimes you may reject my advances and you may find another person's, but whose love and means present various kinds. That is, it will provide you uh, satisfaction in various ways. To your eyes, ears, and taste, and every part. If then your body go, what need your heart. Your body or your, if you are not willing to show any love towards him, but I am determined to love you. I won't change. Even if I go from here, I am, I am determined to love you. His body will go with him and he will not miss his heart. Heart is the seat of love and affection and there he will have no need of it. That is his, uh, the poet's heart will still continue to love her even if she is uh, showing negative attitudes towards the point he is very determined to love her but thou which lovest to be subtle to plague thyself will say alas if you must go what's that to me here lies my business And here I will say, I am fully centered on you. And here I am determined to love you, whatever advances or whatever changes you may take. So you go to friends whose love and means present various content to your eyes, ears, and taste, and every part. You might search for some others who will satisfy you in every means that will satisfy your eyes, ears, taste, and every part. But I am determined to. Love you. I won't change from my path. Even if I am physically gone from this place, my heart will still remain here. That means uh, her strong determination, his strong determination to love his beloved. If then your body go, what need your heart? It shows the real uh, love of uh, the poet. If then your body go, what need your heart? You doesn't understand my love towards you. Even if you reject me, I am determined to. That is, my heart is determined. I am very much uh, confident that I still love you. Well then, stay here. But know what thou hast stayed and done thy most. A naked thinking heart that makes no show. Is to a woman, but a kind of ghost. How shall she know my heart? Or having none, know thee for one. Practice may make her know some other part. But take my word, she doth not know a heart. Well then, stay here, but now. So the poet therefore uh, permits his heart. To stay behind and continue with his love making. That is whatever changes or whatever uh, things his beloved is showing, he is rejecting all this. Whatever she shows, but the poet is very determined to love his beloved. He won't change his attitude. His heart is filled with uh, his love towards his beloved. So he permits his heart to stay behind and continue with his love making. But when it has done its utmost win her over, then he would realize that for a woman, a naked thinking heart like a ghost is an object of fear rather than of love and affection. That means a woman requires sexual gratification than spiritual love and it cannot gratify her. A woman can never recognize a heart because she herself has none. By experience, she may recognize other parts, but she can never recognize a heart. Therefore, the poet assures the heart that she would never realize that it is his heart and therefore it will be useless for it to stay, to stay behind. So, well then, stay here, but no. What thou hast stayed and done thy most, a naked thinking heart that makes no show, is to a woman but a kind of ghost. How shall she know my heart, O having none? Know thee for one. Practice may make her know some other part, but, make my, but take my word, she doth not know a heart. So will then stay here. That is the poet stays here. His heart is still staying with her beloved. It shows her, uh, shows his uh, strong love towards his beloved. But know what thou hast stayed and done thy most. But you know why I have stayed here. Why I am standing here expecting that. And someday you will uh, surely love me. But what has done by you. A naked thinking heart that makes no show but till now you never showed any positive approach to me you never showed it to me is to a woman but a kind a naked thinking heart that makes no show is to a woman but a kind of ghost here uh, it is uh, given that it shows uh, they are more concerned in a woman is more concerned in. Sensual pleasures than spiritual love. My love is strong and my pure love is poor. That you are not identifying. But I am determined, you know, but I am stern in my love. I won't change my position or state. So a naked thinking heart that makes no show is to a woman but a kind of ghost. How shall she know my heart of oh, having none? How she will be able to recognize my love and affection? Because she is not able to know it. Because she doesn't have a heart. That means she failed to recognize uh, the true love of the poet. Or having done, know thee for one, know you for one. Practice may make her know some other part. She will recognize sometimes later. Truly she will identify my love in some occasion. But now she failed to understand or accept me because she, is, she never possesses a heart means uh, she is not able to identify the true love of the poet. But take my word, she does not know a heart. Here the poet assures that she is not able to understand the true love of mine, the true love of the poet for she does not possess a heart. Well then stay here but know what thou hast stayed and thou done thy most, a naked thinking heart that makes no show is to a woman but a kind of ghost, a naked thinking heart that I am not making any uh, physical or any materialistic uh, love showing, my love is divine, my love is spiritual. That you failed to understand. But I am very determined and I will continue my love towards you. A naked thinking heart that makes no show is to a woman but a kind of ghost. But according to him, uh, he says a woman is more concerned on sexual gratification. uh, Here she failed to identify the uh, divine love of the poet. How shall she know my heart? or having none she is not having such a true heart or she is not able to identify my divine love know thee for one do you know anyone else who is uh, having such a true spirit practice may make her know some other parts will she will uh, she will be able to identify later that i have such a divine love towards her but take my word, she doth not know a heart. It is my word I am assuring, or I am saying, she does not have a heart. That means she is not able to. She doesn't have the ability to know uh, to know my divine love towards her. She failed to understand my love. Well then, stay here. But now, what thou hast stayed and done thy most. So well then. Uh, stay here, I am staying here. If he says he is uh, physically uh, moving from one place to another, my heart is still here. I am still loving here. But know what thou hast stayed and done thy most. Why I am staying here? Till now I am staying here, I am loving her, but she is not making any, uh, any approaches to me. And done thy most and what she has done towards me. A naked thinking heart that makes no show is to a woman but a kind of ghost. How shall she know my heart, O having done? Know thee for one. Practice may make her know some other part. But take my word, she doth not know a heart. Meet me in London then, twenty days hence. And thou shalt see me fresher and more faith, fat by being with me than if I had stayed still with her and thee. For God's sake, if you can, be you so too, I will give you these to another friend, whom we shall find as glad to have my body as my mind. So finding that the heart is obstinate and will uh, remain behind, and the poet asks it, To meet him in London after 20 days and it will find that he has uh, grown fresher and more fat than he would have been had he stayed there. In London, he would give his heart to such friends as would be glad to have his body as well as his mind. That is here says uh, true love that relationship is both of the body and spirit will only give him satisfaction. So meet me in London we meet him in you might may meet me in London meet the poet in London then 20 days in so after some days you will meet me in London and thou shalt see you will see me more fresher and more fa- fat by being with me. Had I stayed there I am more fresher and more fat than earlier. Then if I had stayed still with her Andy then if I was there with you I am more fresher and more fat for God's sake for God's sake if you can be you so too I will give you that another friend who we shall find as glad to have my body as my mind. I will love someone uh, someone else to whom shall uh, will she will he give his heart to another friend whom we shall find as glad to have my body that is uh, both physically and in uh, both physically and spiritually we can uh, the love is spiritual and divine so who uh, one who loves with both body and mind to that person The true love will be there. True love will be there. So only such a relationship gives emotional satisfaction. Both of uh, physical and spiritual. So meet me in London then. Twenty days hence. And thou shalt see. Me fresher and more fat. By being with me. Than if I had stayed still with her and thee. So. I am very, I am a more fresher or I am more emotionally awakened when I went to London. For God's sake, if you can be you so too, I will give you there to another friend. These two these two are there too. There to another friend whom we shall find as glad to have my mind and body. That is in London, he would give his heart to such friends who will accept both physically and emotionally. If one accepts, uh, that is divine love is accepting a person completely, both physically and emotionally. I will give you these to another friend whom we shall find as glad to they will be easy or they should accept with full heart, both by mind and soul. So meet me in London then, twenty days hence, and thou shalt see me fresher and more fat by being with me, than if I had stayed still. That uh, that means if in London he would give his heart to, that he would... The poet asked him to meet him in London after twenty days, and it will find that he has grown fresher and more fat than he would have been had he stayed there. And in London, he would give his heart to such friends as would be glad to have his body and mind as well as his mind. Only such such relationship gives him emotional satisfaction. So little thingest thou, poor flower, whom I have washed six or seven days, and seen thy birth, and seen what every hour gave to thy growth, thee to these high to raise, and now dost laugh and triumph on this bow. Little thinkest thou that it will freeze an end, and that I shall tomorrow find thee fallen, or not at all. Little thinkest thou, poor heart, that labourest yet to nizzle thee, and thinkest by hovering here To get a part In a forbidden or forbidding tree And hopest her stiffness By long to bow Little thinkest thou That thou tomorrow Ere the sun doth wake Must with the sun And me a journey take But thou which lovest to be Subtle to plague thyself Wilt say Alas If you must go, what's that to me? Here lies my business, and here I will stay. You go to friends, whose love and means present various current. To your eyes, ears, and taste, and every part. If then your body go, what need your heart? Well then, stay here. But now, what thou hast stayed and done thy most... A naked thinking heart that makes no show Is to a woman but a kind of ghost. How shall she know my heart, or having none? Know thee for one. Practice may make her know some other part, But take my word, she doth not know a heart. Meet me in London then, twenty days hence, And thou shalt see me fresher and more fat, by being with me than if I had stayed still with her and for God's sake if you can be be you so too I will give you these to another friend whom we shall find as glad to have my body as my mind next is uh, something about Petrarchan, what is you know? Petrarchan convention of love. What is Petrarchan convention? Petrarchan and platonic. So in this uh, poem, uh, he is uh, using both Petrarchan and platonic convention of love. Finding an ironical treatment. So according to Petrarchan convention, Uh, The lover was devoted, faithful and constant. While the beloved was cruel, proud, scornful and unresponsive. That is what Sinning blows up. The lover is faithful and constant. And she was often the wife of another and so could not be approached as any contact with her would be illicit. That is he's saying forbidden and forbidding. But still the lover continued to love and adore her. This Petrarchan love was a one-sided affair. But in platonic love, uh, there might be some response on the part of the beloved. But then it was purely spiritual love, a union of mind uh, but not of the bodies. That is platonic union of minds. Dan has no use for such one-sided or purely spiritual love in his view. Uh, the beloved should be responsive and love can be real and lasting only when it's a union of both that, that is how he is concluding union you know, of that you should happily accept my body and my mind therefore the poet is not satisfied with his unresponsive beloved and leaves Holland where he will find another friend who would be glad to have both his body and mind so only one accept both physically and mentally then only uh, we can say it is uh, divine love or um, then only one will be satisfied then use of petrarchan imagery uh, the theme of the poem is uh, frankly petrarchan but it has been treated in an original and individual manner Uh, then does not cite Petrarchan moves, rather, he treats Petrarchan convention of love ironically and exposes its hollowness. The imagery used is also Petrarchan: uh, this blossom, flower, then forbidden and forbidding tree, heart, bird, bent, stiffness, etc., were the common stock in the trade of the Petrarchan birds, usually used by Petrarchan types. But Dan has used this petrarchal imagery to bring out the scornful pride of his beloved and the fleeting nature of her youth and beauty. The poet's irony and sarcasm reach a climax when he says that for a woman a naked thinking heart is a kind of ghost and that practice may make her know some other part but she does not know a heart. For he has, she has none herself. And there is also element of drama. The blossom fully brings out uh, the truth of Professor Berry's assertion that Dunn is a poet of I and thou. It is uh, one of the most dramatic of his lyric. The speaker is done himself throughout the poem. However, there is some ambiguity regarding the thou of the poem. In the first stanza, this second person thou is the beloved of the poet and she is pictured as a proud and scornful Petrarchan mistress who has has, uh, repulsed the advances of the poet and treated him contemptuously. And she has uh, laughed at him triumphantly like a flower growing high on its top. And however, the poet reminds her that all her pride is short-lived. For very soon, her youth and beauty would be destroyed by the cruel hands. That is time. It will be destroyed by the time. And in the second and subsequent stanzas, thou or the second person is the heart of the poet. And... The argument is carried on in the form of dialogue between the poet and his heart. The poet has decided to leave this and the sprawled beloved and go to go somewhere else to London, where he shall find some other friend who would be as glad to have his body as well as his mind. He advises the heart to come with him and grow fat with him by enjoying the pleasures of real love who is both spiritual and physical. But the heart which knows subtle ways of self-torture desires to stay behind. It still hopes to bend the stiffness of the lady by continuous devotion and love-making. Therefore, it does not need the advice of the poet in this way. Through this dialogue, the poet has vividly dramatized the conflict within himself and in the end, the conflict remains unresolved. The poet's self goes one way and his heart the other, each pulling in the other, but still each following his own way. The question has often been asked as to who is the flower in the first stanza and who is the another friend of the fifth stanza, that is lastly say. In conclusion, he is saying, I will give you this to another friend. Before that, he is saying, he is turning his decision, and his heart will continue to love him. But finally, he, in the conclusion, he is saying, Whomever he is accepting his body and mind, I will give my love to him, to her. So, most probably, the flower is one of his rich patroness, such as Countess of Bedford or Mrs. Herbert, with whom his relationship could only be spiritual. Therefore, Lishman is right in pointing out that the lyric is a kind of courtly compliment to either of these ladies. The another friend of the last stanza is obviously his beloved wife and more who had both his body and mind. So two persons are there beloved wife and his and more and also his lover.